Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to For the Long Run, the podcast exploring the why behind what keeps runners running long, strong, and motivated. I'm your host, Jonathan Levitt. I've been running for a few years now and have the privilege of meeting many incredible runners on my travels all across the country. This podcast is intended to share those amazing conversations. This week's podcast is sponsored by Synchronet, powered by Wigwam. Synchronet uses breakthrough technology, creating a truly fitted sock that doesn't slip and it enhances the performance of a running shoe. They're tight on the arch and heel, which makes it feel snug. Go to Synchronit.com, S-Y-N-C-H-R-O-K-N-I-T.com and enter in the code LONGRUN25 to receive 25% off. I'll be wearing them this spring and you should too. Enjoy. Welcome back. Uh, we are here with another remote podcast. I've got Alfine Tulumuk here. Uh, well, I'm in Boston. She's in New Mexico. Uh, so, Alfine, thanks for uh, thanks for joining in today. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. For sure. So, the first question is: Who is Alfine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good question. Uh, well, hi everyone. My name is Alfine. Um, I am a uh, a professional athlete for Hokaone One uh, Northern Arizona Elite. Uh, we train uh, and live in Flagstaff, Arizona, and I also go back and forth between Arizona and New Mexico. Um, I'm originally from Kenya. Moved to United States uh, over ten years ago to go to attend college. Uh, started off at Iowa State and transferred to Wichita State. I uh, became professional athlete in 2013, uh, and that's when I moved to New Mexico to train. Uh, with uh, my former coach, Ryan Bolton, and my former training partner and friend, Caroline Rotich. And then I uh, moved on to uh, Flagstaff, Arizona about two years ago uh, to join Northern Arizona Elite. And I'm also a badass crochet. Well, I, guess <laughs> I, can I can't really say that out loud because I'm still swamped. And um, yeah, so I, I should probably not have said that. But yeah, so that's who I am. Oh, a fun fact, I am um, one of 32 uh kids from my dad um my dad is married to four wives uh because i mean again in kenya or even most of our uh, african general um polygamy is accepted and so uh, my dad has uh, 32 children incredible there's only two of us here because a lot of times people ask me if any of my family is here i have a younger brother who i just actually dropped off at the airport so i'm a little sad right now my throat still gets a little lumpy because I, I mean, I, I already miss him even though I just dropped him off like a few minutes ago. But yeah, so that's who I am. Awesome. Um, it's fun to, so I, I love, I love the group that you train, that you train with. Uh, I think I've had uh, three or four of you on the podcast so far. And, and the first interview I ever did was with uh, coach Ben. And um, we were talking about, uh, 
uh, about the training group. And he was like, yeah, one of the things that we focus on is, you know, we're always down for, for interviews and articles and podcasts. And I was like, oh, podcasts. He's like, do you want to <laughs> do, do you want to do a podcast? And he was like, right now, you serious? I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, wow. let's do it. So like 20 minutes later, um, that was my, uh, uh, Ben Rosario was the first, first interview and first episode I released on this, uh, on this one. So, um, What's wow, what it's incredible. It's <laughs> how long ago was this? Uh, so this was last February, so February of 2019. Okay, okay, cool. So, what's what's it like training with a group like Northern Arizona Elite? I mean, it's like a family, really. Um, and I think as a professional athlete, or even as a human being, the older you get, you know, you crave a group that uh, you, you feel like you belong and. At Northern Arizona Elite, you know, from the moment I joined the group, I just felt like family and we all get along pretty well. We all have our, you know, like our priorities and as far as running is concerned. And then we have our personal priorities. And so it's it's really cool. I think we have a really good dynamic and it's really nice and fun to have some of the younger athletes, you know, um, from college and, you know, like being able to interact with them and realizing, wow, it's been a while since I came out of college, you know, things have changed, like or running with them and having some of like listening to some of the conversations that you're like, wait a minute, I can't follow, you know? Uh, but no, it's really fun. We have, um, we have a very dedicated group of, of people that care about running, care about sharing our journey, you know, to our friends and, um, you know, care about the community. And we live in a really beautiful, you know, Flagstaff where there's so many, um, roads to run from. And so we meet almost every day for practice. Honestly, like, I think sometimes it almost feels like we are back in college, you know, where we used to meet a lot for practice, um, which is cool, you know, because especially for somebody like me, sometimes I'm like, I'm somebody who doesn't like get up and go run. I mean, right now it's uh, it's noon. I'm supposed to do my long run for this week is eight miles. I haven't even ran. I'm not sure when I'm going to run yet. I'm in my <laughs> car. And the only reason I'm in my car was because I was like, if I go home now, I may not run until about 6.30 p.m. And so having a group like Northern Arizona Elite who, um, you know, we meet uh, almost every day, we are accountable for each other, it's incredible, you know. And especially like, you know, that was definitely a very apparent when we had, uh, we were training for the Olympic trials because we had three women. We, I mean, the three of us, uh, Stephanie and Kellen and I were training together. We were able to lift each other up, help each other whenever the other person wasn't feeling great and, you know, do the, take the load and stuff. So it was really nice. And, you know, I'm definitely uh, very blessed to, to have a group like uh, Northern Arizona Elite. So there is an incredible photo of the three of you at the finish line at the Olympic trials. What was that moment like seeing Stephanie and, and Kellen uh, right there with, uh, with you as as you cross that finish line or soon after you cross that finish line? You know, in that moment, actually, I think I was just, um, I, I don't think I was consciously doing things. I was just like going with the flow. I was in like basically what, cloud nine? Um, <laughs> yeah. I was just like, you know, it it just it just happened because in general, that's who I am, you know, like in terms of hacking my teammates or, how, you know, like, especially when we have a team competition and it happened a few times in Boulder, Boulder, but especially that day, you know, at the Olympic trials, I w- it was such a different stage for me. I mean, I, I always knew that I wanted to go to the Olympics. I knew that I was very fit and very strong and the course in a way kind of favored me because I, I run really well on hard courses. But, you know, you can never be too sure of doing well. And then 
to be able to not only go there and make the team, but actually win the race, you know, like you finish and you're in a really completely different world. And so when Stephanie and Kellen, uh, when I saw Stephanie and Kellen, I, I don't know, I, I actually don't remember doing this, but I just went over to them and hugged them. And that was the first time that I actually broke down um, and cried. And um, I think I've seen a video of it, just me just sobbing and it like... <laughs> Um, but it was incredible, you know, we were, we were just, you know, talking to each other and, you know, congratulating each other and saying we did it, you know, they were very happy for me, uh, even though they were very disappointed at the same time that they didn't achieve what they set out to do, but they were definitely very happy for me. And uh, that was definitely a really, really incredible moment and a powerful one. Looking back now, you know, I've watched the race three times and I Every time we get that, uh, to that part, I actually have rewinded several times, you know, and, and it does make me tear up, you know, it makes me cry. Um, of course, and I cried again in that moment. So I guess I did realize just how powerful that moment was. But yeah, like I wasn't like, it, it's, it's, it's weird to think that I wasn't living in that moment, yet I cried. And like every time I watch it, I still cry. So yeah, like it's just different how you think you're going to feel in a moment like that and how you actually feel, but it definitely was a powerful moment. And especially hearing it from a lot of people who like are super emotional watching that, you know, it definitely just does uh, tell you that it was definitely a powerful moment. For sure. So I had a conversation on this podcast with Shalane earlier this week, and we were talking about her running New York. And I, I wanted to know what it was like running down fifth Avenue and, and through the park into the finish line and she was like it was this weird balance between i want this moment to last forever and mm-hmm. and split between like get on your horse and get moving so you don't lose it <laughs> yeah <laughs> what yeah. what were you what were you thinking about in those last in those last you know miles and and when did you realize that it was your day you know i have thought about this a lot i've tried to analyze this but honestly I don't remember a whole lot. Those last few months, like, it still feels like a dream to me. Like, it, a lot of times I, I, I feel like I'm going to wake out of. Like, it, it's just like, like, I get, like, I've watched, like I said, I've watched the, uh, the race three times. I get super excited when it's time to watch the race. By the <laughs> time, uh, uh, you know, the broadcast is over, I'm lost. I am lost every time. It feels like I'm in that race. But it's, yeah, like, I mean, I think I only knew, and I wasn't 100% sure that it was my day until really like maybe about 200, 150 meters to go when I was going down once I was in the park. But like, you know, I think it was a unique race in the sense that there were so many good athletes that were ahead of me. And so even though I was super excited and knew that I was fit, I don't think like I, I believe, like, I don't know. I, I think I kind of told myself that there's a chance that's very, very, like a really big opportunity coming and the prop- there's a high probability that I will make the team. But I'm not sure though that I really knew what winning uh, will mean or that mm-hmm. I even spent a lot of time uh, thinking about that. I think I, I did a really good job during this buildup of just crocheting my way through, uh, you know, the <laughs> buildup. And not thinking too much. And actually, I think I've done the same thing even like post, um, you know, the Olympic trials, just crushing my way through this life. And so I, I don't know, like, I never like, 
I'm trying to process it, but I'm not sure if I'm actually processing it yet. Yeah. But yeah, like I, I keep going back to that moment, like, wow, did I feel? But I feel like I'm dreaming. <laughs> so it's strange. I, I'm still trying to figure it out. But yeah, yeah. I, I um yeah, like I've had races where like, you know, I, I you know, like I'm, I know that I'm winning and I start enjoying it and stuff. Like you said with Chilean saying, I don't want I want this moment to last forever. But this was not that. It was just yeah, I'm still trying to process it. I be, I believe like I, I still feel like I, I wasn't in the race, it, it seems like. <laughs> Yet I was. Sure. Um, what was it like running with Molly? I, it looked like you guys were chatting quite a lot. Um, Molly Seidel. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. We, uh, I mean, we were just encouraging each other, but it was really nice. You know, here you have this incredible athlete that is very talented who is just debuting in her first marathon. And she's, I mean, I, I think in the beginning I was like, wow, Molly is actually leading. And I was, this is when I was drafting off of other people and I'm thinking she's having a great day. Cause I, I so when we were training for the marathon, um, this must have been early January or something. Uh, Stephanie Kellen and I were uh, out on a long run. And then Stephanie mentioned, she said, oh, I heard that somebody, you know, is debuting in Houston. I don't know exactly who it was. And then I think later on, she was like, Molly Seidel. And I, I remember hearing it, but I don't think I even like thought about it much. And then we ran our Houston half marathon and she was in incredible shape. I mean, she ran really, really well. And that was only half, you know, like a second a half marathon. But to see her in front of that pack late in the race, that was awesome. And then like when she took the lead with about what I think we were about 20, 20 and a half or 21 miles, I, I just followed her. And it was really cool, you know, to be able to run with her. And, um, you know, I, I think at some point I kind of felt, con you know, co conscious of the fact that she has not run a marathon. And I definitely wanted to make sure that we were able to run together because I knew that the best way for us to make the team was, you know, to help each other. And so we did have, um, it was never, it wasn't necessarily a conversation, but just, you know, like encouraging, I was probably doing all the talking or most of the talking because <laughs> I, again, I talk a lot. So, um, you know, I was just like, come on, Molly, you can do this. And at some point she was like, I'm okay. And that made me feel good, you know? Um, so it was really nice to run with her, to run with someone that I've, I've, I had only run two other times. Like, uh, you know, we met up a couple of times in Flagstaff. Uh, actually, no, we met up one time, uh, like two years ago. And then I ran into her, uh, during this buildup when she was doing, um, you know, her evening run. And then I joined her and, uh, one of our other friends in Flagstaff and I just ran with her, but it was really nice to be able to run with her. And, knowing that we met the team together, that was awesome. You know, like by helping each other, we were able to pull away and went one, two, that's awesome. You know, like I yeah. kind of asked for a better person to run with. I love that. It wasn't like uh, we're going to try and crush each other. It was like, we're doing no. this together and we're going to feel good about it. So uh, yeah. your, your teammate, Scott Fobble has said in the past um, that if we don't define ourselves by our failures, why do we, or should we define ourselves by our successes. So I feel like it's part of like a, it's part of the approach with Northern Arizona elite where it's a race is just a data point. It's not the, it's not the end all and it's not the, it's not the most important piece of the puzzle. What's your, what's your take on, on that? And how does that work into how you processed it and, and how you are processing it going forward? I mean, I, I guess for me, I like to think that I'm an all-rounded athlete, like a person, actually. I'm mm -hmm. not just an athlete and therefore, like, you know, um, yes, 
I'm hoping to be an Olympian if we actually make it to, uh, to the Olympics uh, with this craziness happening. But I don't think, like, it, it, it excites me to think that, oh, my God, I am actually going to be an Olympian. Mm-hmm. It makes me very excited. I mean, it's something that I've been working for and hoping that it will happen. But the fact that it has now happened, it makes me very excited to know that I'm going to have a chance to uh, hopefully represent my country, represent myself at the biggest stage of our sport. But again, it doesn't define who I am. Like, since I came back, I have not changed. Nothing in me has changed other than the fact that, you know, in the back of my mind, you know, I know that I won the Olympic trials, you know. And maybe my bank account changed a little bit, you know, <laughs> and gave me, you know, flexibility. But you know, as far as me being Alfin, nothing has changed, you know. How I feel about people, how I feel about my friends, nothing has changed. And so in that sense, then, you know, like, um, it doesn't completely define me but again running is a very crucial part of my life i mean running is really like almost everything really because my life revolves around running so in a way it does define me but again it doesn't completely define me and so like you know i handle it well like when i see people and people get excited sometimes it, it takes me a second to be like why are these people excited and then <clears throat> i'm like oh yeah because i'm i'm gonna be an olympian you know and so you no know, you know like i do agree you know with with what Scott said, I mean, like running for professional athletes is our job. And just like anyone else, you know, like <clears throat> you have your personal life and you have your work life. You can't really let your work life completely define who you are or like, you know, I think you have to have a balance. And for me, like I like to, you know, I love my crocheting. You know, I want to define myself as somebody who likes to crochet, somebody who likes to, you know, like hang out with her friends, uh, except when I'm being lazy, which is a lot of the time. Um, <laughs> you know, somebody who is very outgoing and, you know, can relate with a lot of people. That's, you know, how I define myself, not just as an athlete. Cool. And um, I think most of my teammates actually feel the same way, especially, you know, those of us, the marathoners, or, you know, those of us who are a little bit older, because again, I feel like, the older you get, the more you actually, um, you know, like you, you kind of branch out a little bit because you, mm-hmm. you're starting to think about the future. How do you want your future to be? How would you want people to, um, you know, like remember you? And so I feel like those of us who are older in the team definitely feel this way. I mean, the younger athletes, I mean, I'm probably sure that most of them are just you know, like it's running or nothing, but the older you get, I feel, cause I was like, like that too. When I was younger, you know, like all I wanted to do was run, run, run and win, win, win. But now it's like, you know, there's a lot more things to life. And it's interesting because I remember a podcast that we did a couple of days before the race, you know, on uh, Lindsay Hine, I will have another, you know, I, I was just telling her, I said, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, you know, sports running and sports is not really that big. And then she's like, and this is a woman saying this two days before the Olympic trials. And I'm like, well, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I am very focused on that. But I'm just saying that life in general is big. There's more to life than just sports, you know. And I think it's important for people to uh, realize that. That way, you know, when that door or, or chapter of your life comes to an end or getting close to an end, you have other things that are important too. That's, at least that's how I like to see myself or think of myself as. Cool. Um, so you mentioned running in sports is not that big in the grand scheme of things. I think that um, I think that that can be interpreted in two ways. One, it's like if you don't have a good run, that's okay. It's not the most it's not the most meaningful thing. But then there's the side of it where 
like you you and your teammates have tons of fans that are really invested in your journey and your success or you know the ups and downs and most of those people will never meet you and they'll you know never have a face-to-face conversation but they're still you know massive supporters because you've allowed to, them to come along in the journey and i think that why i think that one of the coolest things about the olympic trials this year in particular um i think that it was sort of like uh everybody here is here to do their best and i felt particularly motivated uh, i know all my friends felt particularly motivated you know i'll never run a marathon within 30 minutes of of you know what some some of the athletes are doing but i feel motivated to um to try my best and get get the best out of what i can do because i see um i see the ups and downs and i see the the successes and and failures or or setbacks um, that athletes like yourself have. So while I, I definitely agree that, you know, sports aren't everything. Um, I think that especially in a time like this, it can be more, even more important than, you know, it's, it's more than, you know, there people say it's more than sports. It's like you take the lessons you learn in sport and translate that to your life. Oh, absolutely. I mean, like one of my posts uh, not too long ago uh, was, you know, now is the time for anyone who ever thought about running to run because we are going through a really difficult time, you know, in the whole world. You know, it's not just us athletes. It's not just us professional athletes. And for me, you know, again, even though I said that running is not everything in the grand scheme of things, but again, running is something that is a part of me, not just as my job, Running is something that I need, I, I need in my life. Honestly, like, I, like, you know, like, just like anyone else, running is a stress reliever. Running can bring people together. And right now, I think I've seen, you know, a couple posts from people saying that it's incredible how many people they've seen in their neighborhood running, like, yeah. more than ever. You know, I think somebody posted saying that running is booming. Running is something that can bring that can bring people together, and this is the thing I love about running. Like, it's not for one person; it's for everyone. It doesn't matter what sport you play. Running brings you together. When I go to races, for example, like New York City Marathon or even the Olympic Trials, seeing like so many people, you know, come together to cheer you or racing, like it's just like or like say for example something like New York City Marathon or Boston Marathon. Runners of all ages and, you know, abilities are out there running, just doing this one thing that we all love. I think this is the aspect of running that just, it unites people. Yeah, and for sure. Especially at a time like that, like now, you know, running is a stress reliever for me. Like, even though, I mean, nothing has changed really much in my life in terms of, you know, because of what's going on, because I'm still running, I'm still crocheting. But I know that if I wasn't running, I'll be going through a lot of stress and even like right now just thinking that there's a chance that I may never be an Olympian there's a chance that Tokyo Olympics may not happen because of you know the virus running is something that if I'm feeling that way before my run and I go out and run I come home and I'm refreshed like I I, I just feel good about myself just because of you know what you you know the the runner's high and I think that that's something that a lot of people can definitely um you know like like use at times sure. like this yeah 
but it's, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is like running and winning are completely different things. You know, like all of us and like, we, we have our own, like you run to win in your own special way. It's mm-hmm. not about, at the end of the day, it's not all about the medal. You know, like if say, for example, uh, my goal race was canceled, I'm not going to stop running because, you know, my race was canceled. I'm going to run for the love of running. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so. Yeah, I love it. So um, originally we got connected from a tweet that you were replying to uh, from from a mutual friend, Aaron Strout, and she was tweeting about the why and reevaluating, you know, why we run. And mm-hmm. and she, I think she was curious about how um, uh, amateurs and pros are, are dealing with a time like this. And, and what you replied with was, I think that it does apply to pros. It can be hard to get excited about runs or workouts without a clear goal in these uncertain times. I finally yeah. asked myself why I truly run for a long time. Um, yeah. so, so knowing that the, my, so my goal with this podcast is, is that exact question, exploring that and understanding the ever evolving why that, that we have. Um, so let's, let's move back a few years. Um, why did you go for your first run? Do you remember? <laughs> well, my very, very first run was just, you know, like I grew up in Kenya and running was a way of life. And so I, I went to school. Basically, that's how I ended up running. Like, you know, run to school, run back home. So that is probably how I started my first run or maybe even like running to go get something that my mother asked me to go get, like maybe like going to take water in the river from the river or going to get some firewood, that's how, like, you know, it's a way of life from, like, mm-hmm. where I grew up. Yeah. Cool. And and at what point did you realize this, you know, you were, you were pretty good at it? About when I was in, like, what, fourth grade? Uh, so about uh, 10. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and I only realized that because I started representing my school and, um, you know, I met a, a distant uncle, a distant relative who encouraged me and told me that I had a talent. And I really loved, you know, quite frankly, I loved being able to travel to other schools and competing. And I was winning them. So that was when I knew that, um, you know, I had it. But really, when I think about the training aspect of it, I was in fifth grade back in 2001 is when I started, try, you know, training actively to pursue running. And I honestly didn't even know that running was something that I needed so much until, you know, like just a few years ago when I'm an adult. But to begin with, you know, I just ran because it's something that I was talented and I was just, you know, it was a way of life. But then while doing or while going about my life, you know, like some other people discovered that I had a talent and, you know, they encouraged me to pursue it. And how how did that uh, joy or how did that um how did that feeling evolve over time from 2001 to 2013 and and beyond in the beginning i mean it was really nice to be able to travel to you know different places like okay so i grew up in a very small town like most of us didn't even hadn't even seen a pavement you know we used to hear like a pavement the way pavement looks you know, because we only had like dirt road. We I pretty much actually had uh, one dirt road that just goes, you know, one direction, uh, like just, you know, like say northeast, I mean, not south. And so none of us had ever seen, you know, like a pavement. And through running, I was able to travel. And I got so much joy from coming back and telling people what other places looked like. It, it, it was really cool. And then like learning more about running 
learning that you could actually make running a job was something that really um, I wanted to do because, again, I mean, I grew up from a, you know, from a big family and, you know, with rationing of resources, it wasn't enough for all of us. And to be able to travel and come back and buy my sister a dress or buy my mom, you know, like a, you know, like a couple of utensils, that was something that felt very rewarding to me. And I definitely wanted to continue to pursue it. Does that still humble you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's, um, this morning, my brother and I were talking um, about how far we've come. And we were just talking like things that I, you know, like things that I don't usually remember. But I remember when we were younger, there were times where like we didn't even have like a good knife to cut stuff with. Like we used to have like, a, you know, an old machete and we would use that like my mom would sharpen that, you know, to use it to cut, you know, like our vegetables or anything that we had. There were times where we didn't even have good cups. Like we were just talking about how like we will take a, so our cups will have holes and we will take a like a polythene bag and like put it through the cup and then burn both sides of the cup so that you know um like the burn part will uh will like seal it and then that's how we would like use that cup to drink our milk or to drink our tea or water and we were just talking about that this morning just how like it it humbles me and and it makes me happy to know that even though I I've come a long way, we've both come a long way. We are still very humble. Like, like I said, you know, after winning the Olympic trials, you know, like I'm doing okay for myself and none of that has changed who I am and who I am at Co. because living that kind of life, the humble life that I had makes me appreciate where I am today and definitely humbles me. Is gratitude something that you intentionally practice? I don't actually think that I have to intentionally practice it. I think it's just something that comes out naturally from me. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. What is, how does that, you know, beyond conversations with your brother or other family members, how does that present itself? I mean, for me, like I've had a lot of people uh, help me, uh, you know, get where I am and the way for me to show my gratitude is to try to help someone else who is in the same situation that I was in, uh, which is in the form of simple things. Like, for example, when I go home, you know, like I, I take out shoes that I, like my lightly, gently used shoes. I take home all my uh, finishers t-shirts and give it to those young kids that are trying to, uh, you know, like just like I was a few years ago, trying to get into running. Or even the people that helped me along the way. I mean, we all have things pop up in life and they'll call me regardless of what's going on in my life, uh, you know, if they really need something, like say in terms of financial help, I always, I've always been there to help them. Everybody that has helped me growing up because I want to show my appreciation for what they did for me because without them, I wouldn't be where I am today. I don't know who I would be today. And because of all the help, it's gotten me to where I am today and I'm in a position to help them. And also help my family. And that to me, and even like simple things like advices, you know, being able to give somebody an advice is something that I think we don't think uh, a lot of times we don't realize just how impactful that can be. And so whenever I can, I try to inspire people, you know, through running, try to give a kid a piece of advice, you know, and if they, if they're willing to listen and follow their goals, that can help, that can help someone. Are these things you think about when workouts get tough? Not necessarily, no. Uh, no, when I no, when I'm actually working out, I normally no, don't think about other things in my life. I have <laughs> tried 
but it gives me anxiety. It, it stresses <laughs> me out so much that I don't like do well. Yeah. I think Got about it. these things when I'm not, um, mostly when I'm not actually running so that I, I hope that I remind myself that it's like, it's ingrained in me so that when I'm working out, you know, like even though I don't actively like go digging it out, but it's there. And so it will give me grounded and keep me co- going. Cool. So I hope it does help. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Um, one of the things that I loved uh, about what you were sharing after the trials was uh, you're posting that you hadn't run in a couple of weeks. Um, I think that, <laughs> I think that uh, a lot of amateurs need to see that and they need to see that, you know, pros are, um, are not jumping back into workouts. And I think it was a podcast that Ben did. I can't remember who it was with. I think it was Mario Freoli. And he was talking about, um, I think it was after New York City. And I can't remember the athlete it was, but um, Ben was saying that that athlete took like three or four days off or five days off. And he's like, look, if there was anything to be gained by running the next day, don't you think that yeah. they would be doing it? <laughs> like <laughs> it's, it's their job. Um, so kudos to you guys for, for not only doing it, but talking about doing it. Um, what was it like taking that much time off? It was good. It was good. But then again, I, and it almost feels like an excuse now that I've talked about it a lot. Honestly, I came back from the trials. I had 179 orders of beanies and, um, <laughs> and headbands. And when I talk about orders, I mean, it's not exactly how many were ordered, like an order probably it's had a number of orders. Five. Wow. Yes. And so I came home and because I didn't really have this inventory, my job was to sit down and start making them. And, and I'm still behind, you know, I'm like, I still have a hundred and I, I still have 89 orders to fulfill. I mean, I have some that I, I actually have to ship this week. Hopefully it will come down to 60. But like, I think I came back honestly and all my downtown, I was just sitting down and crocheting. Like it's, it's, it's crazy. And this is probably why I feel like I haven't processed everything. Cause I haven't really like, usually, you know, like I'll come home. I don't have anything else that I need to do. But because people already paid money for this, you know, like this, there was no way I could have just taken a day and said, oh, I'm not going to crush you. I'm just going to have a good time. I have not done that because, you know, I want to continue to be transparent and I promise people to deliver their, you know, uh, what they bought. And I haven't delivered that. And I've, yeah, I mean, I keep getting messages saying, hey, my order was supposed to be delivered like on the 6th. When am I going to get it? And then I have to go through this you know, the orders that I still have. And I'm like, oh, crap, who? Oh, okay, Ceci, what's your name? And be like, okay, hey, maybe I can, you know, work on this and get you this next week. But, you know, like, other than that, I, I know that I did rest because when I started back running again um, on Sunday, oh, it was hard. Oh, my gosh, it was really hard. <laughs> and I'm like, it only, it's only been 14 days, but my, my body definitely remembered it. Like, that day and the next day, my calves were on fire and, you know, like I was struggling to breathe and I still am because I ran with my brother uh, the first day and um, we were running like 9.25 pace at that point. And I'm like, I can't speak. I'm struggling to speak. <laughs> and it's fine because three or four days after or later, I'm able to like still have a little conversation and my body is getting used to it. But I think it's important to take time off. Training for a marathon takes a lot, you know, emotionally and, you know, like physically. And you need your body to recover. As I've gotten older, I think I actually, this is the first time, if I'm being honest, this is the first time that I took complete 14 days off. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, usually I will take by day nine, I'm losing my mind. I'm like, I got to go run because I, I don't have a whole lot going on. And I think one of the reasons why I was able to take 14 days off, you know, without worrying about anything, this again goes back to crocheting because I was always busy, but it felt great, you know, knowing that I've taken 14 days off. And I, and I think I came off the trials, like, and I told myself, I said, okay, I ran New York City Marathon. That was like four months ago. I just ran a marathon now. I don't have my next marathon until August 8th which is the Olympics. And so I am going to take the time that I need to let my body recover because I know that I'm not going to lose fitness. And so I need, because I the, the thing that I need to have is to get to that start line healthy. And so I right. think for any athlete, like it doesn't matter, you know, like what your ability is, time off is important. It's important, you know, for your health, for sure. Physical and I, and I mean, like, sure. yeah, yeah. And like I, I ran for four days and then the fifth day I'm like, I found excuses not to run and I ended up not running and I didn't feel bad about it. I mean, I did <laughs> feel guilty. Uh, honestly, a lot of people are like, nah, I'm going to be fine. And yesterday I ran and I'm like, see, I don't feel guilty anymore, you know, because I guess for me, it's like if I have a scheduled training and I don't do it, I do feel a little guilty, especially if it's just one run, but it's okay to take a day off here and there, even after the 14 days off. One day is better. I think I've learned that Taking a day off is so much better than running through a burnout or running through pain and making it worse. For sure. Um, so how are you approaching the next few weeks and months with a little uncertainty with the Olympic trials or with the Olympics? I mean, I'm just going to continue to run. You know, I don't really know what's going to happen. And, um, you know, races are being canceled, um, you know, like every day. I mean, I think last week a lot of races were canceled. And in the back of my mind, you know, I know that there's a chance that, you know, the risk could be postponed or could be canceled. There's a chance that that will happen. And that's something that we all will have to deal with. And so at this point, I'm just going to continue to follow, you know, the schedule that I have um, and just hope, you know, that, you know, we can get through this uh, virus as quick as possible and get back to our, no- our normal lives. Because again, I mean, I think I have uh, also come to the conclusion that, Yes, this is hard. I know that I may never like. I'm. I know that it may not happen, you know. But I also know that I am in a better place compared to a lot of my friends, you know, who still have to go run an Olympic trials qualifications for the track. You know, I already mm-hmm. have, you know, like my spot to go to the Olympics. I just need to be told that the Olympics are happening. But then there are people who still have to run the qualification for the trials and then go run the trials. So I remind myself that every day that you are in a better place. You should be the last person complaining. It doesn't mean that I can't, I can't worry about it, but you know, like, Hey, there's nothing we can do. And I'm trying not to worry about things that I can't do anything about it. I mean, the whole world. Yeah. Yeah. The whole world is going through it. And, um, it's probably easier for me now, you know, just because I'm not, I don't have a whole lot of time to think through it and feel sorry for myself. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I'm hoping that, you know, I can continue to have this perspective of, you know what, what is going to happen is going to happen. We just, what's important and a priority is being healthy, our health. And I know that there are so many people, you know, who are going through a hard time in terms of they've lost loved ones, you know, through, uh, from this disease. And so like, you know, we just got to stick together and, uh, you know, come together and help each other and pray for each other, you know? And yes, there's a lot of uncertainties, but I'll try. I'll just use the running that I've talked about as an escape and I'll just continue to use it as an escape. And thank goodness for my crocheting. It's also another good <laughs> escape for me. 
Cool. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Uh, one race you mentioned, uh, Boulder, Boulder, you've done a couple of times. Talk about a, uh, talk about a community and team atmosphere. Um, what's, what's that? What has that been like? It's been awesome. Like I, I uh, so the, the first time I ran Boulder, Boulder and even the second time was, Oh gosh, you come into that stadium. And I was like, this is like the Olympics, not like <laughs> what the Olympics feels like. But you run this race that is so hard. And then you come into the stadium and you're refreshed because the crowds are going crazy cheering. That's one of the races that I really like. I mean, if I, if I had it my way, I would definitely go back over and over and over because it's such a great organization. You know, they've done such a good job. And, and like, it's also a, another good environment to, you know, be part of a team. And I, I really love that aspect of it. You know, like you finish, you wait for your teammates and you hope they did well. And I, I just like it. And it's an altitude. Not a lot of people can do well in altitude. So lucky for me, I've been able to do well. And to see that on like, you know, like, the beginning of summer everybody just out there grinding since 6 a.m working hard it's i love it i mean it's really cool it's cool. what road racing is all about yes it's i've done it a couple times and it's it's uh it's super fun what do you wish people knew about you what do i wish people knew about me hmm, wow <laughs> is there something that people haven't already like heard about me i'm an open <laughs> book no I, I i think that i I want people to continue to know, you know, how grateful I am to have running as my job and to have so many people support me. And I want people to know that I cannot wait. And I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, representing my country. Hopefully, whenever, you know, uh, the Tokyo Olympics happen. I cannot wait to represent USA because I have so many people that have supported me, people that I didn't even know uh, were my supporters, and I cannot wait, you know, to represent them and represent them well. I also want people to know that, you know, like, I'm grateful about being an American. I'm grateful about representing America, but I'm also grateful about being a Kenyan-American because it's that heritage. It's that life that I had, you know, when I was growing up in Kenya that made me the person that I am today, that made me the good the grateful person that I am today. So yeah, I want people to know that I am grateful for being a Kenyan American really and embracing both uh, you know, like cultures very strongly and, and, and appreciating it. Cool. So uh Flagstaff is a popular location for runners um uh, and anyone looking for a good time outside. Uh what are some of your favorite spots in in and around town? Do you know have you been to Flagstaff? Yeah, a couple times. Oh yeah, I love Woody Mountain Road. <laughs> it's one of the um, <laughs> the roads that is kind of hard to run in, actually, because there's a lot of ups and downs, and there's a really long hill. I really love running on Woody Mountain Road. I love running on mailboxes, and obviously Lake Mary. My goodness, I mean, we do a lot of our marathon specifics on Lake Mary. It is just amazing. And I love A1 Mountain. I mean, I actually like all the hard roads and flat stuff. Anything that has ups and downs, that's my go-to place. Um, cool. And so, I, yeah, like it's... And then, of course, Buffalo Park. I mean, it's the, basically like... The I, views I love there are Buffalo. crazy, yeah. Right, yeah, it's crazy. Like you take pictures and then you look at them and be like, wait, is this really Buffalo Park? <laughs> it's beautiful, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, there's just so many trails and flat stuff to explore. Like even I've been there for over... Two years honestly there's a lot of roads that i haven't ran and my teammates are like oh we, we went here we went here and i'm like where was i <laughs> yeah what about restaurants oh diablo burger for sure uh annex i really uh so 
I'm not a very open-minded when it comes to food. Um, so I definitely like Diablo Burger. I, I like uh, going to NX and having the NX Burger because I think it's really good. Um, I like the uh, the Flagstaff Terror. Uh, is that Terror? Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, just have really good wine. Um, yeah, I don't go out a lot though. So those are the, the couple that I that I like going out to. I went to Diablo Burger for the first time in October, and I think I, I've had dreams about that burger that I had. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was really? So good. That's good. Yeah, one of the things that's there, it is so good. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. I, cool. I don't go out a lot, but I definitely like going there, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for joining in today and, and sharing some of your thoughts. Um, if we want to follow along with your journey, where can we find you on social media? Oh, mostly I post mostly on uh, Instagram, which is Alfin Um Basically, if you search my name, Alfin Tulyamuk, you should be able to find it. And uh, on on Twitter, at Alfin Tulyamuk, just Alfin Tulyamuk without a K at the end. Um, so those are the two uh, social media accounts that I'm pretty active. And yeah, continue following. And um, I'll try to post as much as possible and be as real as possible. Awesome. Alvin, thanks so much for, uh, for joining today and for all you do for the running community. Of course. No, thank you for having me and you have yourself a beautiful weekend. Thanks, you too. Yeah. Bye. Thanks again to Synchronit for sponsoring this week's podcast. Synchronit uses breakthrough technology, creating a truly fitted sock that doesn't slip in your shoe and enhances the performance of a running shoe. They're tight on the arch and heel, which makes it feel snug. As a reminder, you can use the code LONGRUN25 to receive 25% off your first order at Synchronit.com. That's S-Y-N-C-H-R-O-K-N-I-T.com. I'll be wearing them this spring, and you should too. That's it for today's episode. Like many long runs, it's sad when it has to end. I hope you join in next week on For the Long Run. And in the meantime, happy trails. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would mean a lot to me if you shared it so that others can find it and enjoy it too.